For those of you that are new, my name is Brett. I'm the youth pastor here and the worship uh, pastor as well. My wife is Danielle. Danielle, wave at everybody. She's cooler than me, and and she's awesome and super pretty. Uh, but um, we get to do this thing. If you see a little kid with a fuzzy jacket on tonight running around causing mayhem, that's my son Vince. Uh, and he's wild. But anyways, this is us. And so uh, we are going to start a series today. That was my intro. That was my greeting. Now we're getting into it. We're going to start a series today called The Split. Okay? We're calling it Split. Here's the thing. Have you ever been caught in a moment where you feel like you're torn in two? Anybody ever felt like that? You caught a moment like, oh man, I'm I'm on this side, I'm on this side, and I gotta make a decision. I don't know what decision I'm supposed to make, right? Last night we're playing basketball, right? And Evan's wide open. His eyes aren't, but he's wide open, and and uh, and Allie's wide open, and I'm making a decision. Do I pass to Allie? Do I? I don't know, man. I'm split. I'm split. Hey, there was this one time. anybody anybody ever gotten in trouble before? Raise your hand if you ever gotten in trouble. Okay, so this one time. This situation looks way worse than it was, okay? I was in junior high. We got some junior hires on the front row right here. Represent junior hires. What's up? We had this junior high summer internship that I was a part of. I was like, I was a little summer intern. I was balling. I was like, yo, what's up? What's good? What's good? Right? So there's some of us. We're doing some work, stacking some chairs, doing whatever. There was this girl. Her name was Angie, okay? And Angie had a big old crush on your boy, okay? And... I was like, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling it. You know, I don't know. And but we hang out. We were cool. We were friends. And so Angie and I were stacking chairs on one side of the room. And then everybody decided it was so funny that they run out of the sanctuary, close the doors, lock them, and turn off the lights. Okay. So now I'm like, uh, and there's a girl right next to me, and I'm like, uh, and we're in eighth grade. And I was like, uh, and then the door opens. I'm like, oh, okay, they're coming back in. Turn the lights on. And the lights flip on, and it's my dad. And I said, right? I'm, da- I'm down below the seats. I was like, yo, yo, yo. And then Angie's right here, and I was like, she's like, what do we do? I was like, okay, listen, I, we got a decision to make. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm split. Split decision here. I could either just chill, hide under the seats, and just wait for my dad to bail. It was him and another pastor, right? This was the worst, the worst situation of all time. We're not doing anything wrong. It just looks bad, okay? And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, do we just chill? Or do I just, like, own up to it right now? Like, oh, hey, Dad. And, tr- and like, try and play it off and just walk out, right? And I was like, uh, I knew I'd get in more trouble if my dad found out if I didn't say anything than if I did. So then I stood up real quick. And I was like, hey, Dad, how's it going? You look great today. And I just, like, walked out. And then she goes, and walks out behind me. And I was like, yo, you blew my cover. So we walk out, right? It looks super bad. My dad walks into uh, the sanctuary like this of the church that he's uh, a pastor at. And he opens the door, turns on the lights, and his son and some girl are in the seat somewhere and walk it out. And he's probably like, what have I done wrong? You know, but nothing happened. I didn't even really like the girl. So he said, he, like five minutes later, my dad texts me, and he's like, hey, Brett, uh, meet me in my office. I was like. And everyone's like, <laughs> I was like, you all are going to die for this. And so I walk in my dad's office like, hey, player, what's up? How's it going? You doing good? And he's like, sit down. I was like, oh, okay. And and then he's like, hey, Brett, um, what was that all about? I said, so what happened was, crazy story. Um, <laughs> we were all in there 
together. And then somehow they all left, closed the door, locked it, and it was just being this girl. It was wild. Nothing happened. Promise. And then he's like, what, you like this girl? I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I was all nervous. He goes, you think you're going to marry her or something? I was like, dad, I'm in eighth grade. Chill. And he's like, well, you're not, so stop playing games. And then I was like, oh, shoot. And then he's like, get out of my office. I was like, okay. like, all right. But if I would have lied, I think I would have gotten a lot bigger trouble, right? I felt confronted in that moment. I felt the split. This is another, another story I got. So, same church. My youth pastor was a legend. His name is Jabin Chavez. He was, he was dope. And so I, I, used to play, I used to play keys. I started playing keys uh, in the youth group when I was like 10 or 11. And, uh, and so at this time, I think it was eighth grade if I'm remembering right. So I'm like 13, you know, living it up. And this is the time where I thought like I was all that in a bag of chips, you know. And so I'd invite a bunch of people to church, and this is bad. I've been saved, but, you know, now I have a loving wife. But back in the day, I'd invite people to church. I'd invite girls from school to church and be like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to play piano tonight at my church. I don't know if you want to come watch or something or, like, come see what's happening, you know. They'd be like, oh, my God, that'd be so cute. It's so romantic. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. So, so I invite people to church, right? And yeah, it was Danielle. I'm sorry. It was, I was a mess. And... Here's the thing. I had this, like, long Bieber flowing hair, which back then it was cool. I wear these baggy shirts, like tight jeans and, and the Vans, you know. I was just rocking the whole look. I purposely, like, scrape up the side of my van so it looked like I skated a lot and stuff. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and so I had this long hair. I was, you know, I do the whole thing. And so every time I walk up on stage, like at the end, you know, it's altar call. It's the, it's the end of service, and there's like someone walks up on the keys. That was me. So I walk up all smooth-like on the keys, and I start playing some stuff. Oh, it's on. What? I start playing some nice stuff. Like... Right? And I, so I start playing. I start playing. And, and like all the girls that I invited from school, be like, oh, my God, man! Right? And, like, and my youth pastor was trying to be serious. And he was like, every time I'd come up and start playing, and he'd be like, bro, what? Because, yeah, brat! You know, I'm like walking up. He's like, and this is the call. This is a chance for you to meet Jesus. And I'm walking up, and they're like, yeah, brat! You know? And he's like, bro, what? So one time he's like, Brett, meet me in my office. I was like, oh, man. I was like, I got like multiple dads up in here. Like, everybody's calling me to the office. I was like, oh. So I go in, what's up, Jamie? He's like, hey, bro, real talk, I need you to cut your hair. I was like, look, you could have said just about anything, bro, but, like, my hair, you know? And he was dead serious. He's like, I need you to cut your hair. And I was like, why? He's like, it's a distraction. <laughs> I was like, you don't think it's me, bro? You think it's just my hair? Um, and I was, like, I was like, are you playing or what? Like, are you serious? And he goes, no, I'm dead serious. I need you to cut your hair. If you're going to play keys for us, I need you to cut your hair. I was like, all right. Fine, I'll do it. So then the next day I went, we booked an appointment. I went, I got this sick faux hawk. And, uh, but I cut my hair. I really didn't want to, but once again, I was split. I had this life I was living at school, trying to be all cool, trying to holler at all the honeys and stuff, right? And then I come to church, and I'm trying to play on the worship team, trying to be like, you know, double portion anointing or something. And he's like, cut your hair. And I was like, wait, but those two don't mix, right? You know, I'm going to look like a goof. They're going to realize I got a really big head when I cut my hair off 
It's going to be exposed. I felt the split, but I did it, right? One last story about the split. This one's not as funny. I was on this camping trip. We used to do this thing where we get these uh, these like jacked up jeeps and we go rock crawling over stuff and then we would just chill and camp for a couple of days. We went on this hike. So if you can imagine with me, let's look this way. All right, that imagine that there's kind of like this lake like this, and then there's a there's a big mountain that goes like this and then comes down like this. Everybody see it? All right. So we went up the one side. We walk up the side like this. We hiking up, hiking up. We get to the top. From the top, it's basically straight down. And you have to go all the way down the other side to come back, right? And we get there, and it's starting to get dark. So now we're at the split. What do we do? We either got to keep going, hiking at, in the dark, which there's like mountain lions and bears. This is up kind of by Shaver Lake. Danielle knows there's a bunch of bears up there. Uh, we had one sniff our heads in our tent one time. Uh, it was pretty gnarly. Uh, but it was like, listen. Do we walk back in the dark or I'm standing on the edge and I'm looking down and I was like, yo, I think we can, I think we can go straight down. They're like, no. So we're like, I'm like, I think we can. So we got to make a decision. Do we hike in the dark or do we risk our lives going straight down the mountain? And uh, so everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We can do it. I was like, let's send it. It's fine. We're good. So we go straight down this, this basically cliff. There's like some rocks you can kind of get to. Like it was possible. It wasn't like we were rappelling or anything. But we went straight down. And it was, if you slipped and fell, sayonara, meeting Jesus early, you know. And so we're, so we're going. And we're going down. And it's sick. It's cool and all that. And uh, there was one part where it got sketched. You had to kind of hang off a rock full length, and then you had to drop. And it was probably a nine-foot drop and uh, to land on a rock that was probably six feet wide. And all of us had to do it. We had to send it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to send it. So I send it. I go. I drop, but I pushed off a little bit too much. And I hit the edge of the rock, and my feet fall off. And I'm starting to fall. And then, like, this dude just, I feel someone just grab my arm. Go, Bow! It was my friend, and he's like, yo, and I was like, bro, I almost died, and he's like, you're good, right, and so, and then we, we went down, everything was cool, but at that moment, we were up on the top of the cliff, we had to make a decision, we had to make a split decision, what are we going to do, are we going to risk our lives going down the cliff, or are we going to walk around the edge, so what's the point of these stories, Here, we're going to get to it, what's the point of these stories now, the point is that Eventually, we are confronted in our sin by God, and we have to make a choice. So just like I was standing on that mountain, or just like when I was in the dark with the girl I shouldn't have been with, or, or, or just like the, the other situations I was in, right, or we've all been there where you have to make a choice, we, the longer we follow Jesus, the longer we do this thing, we find ourselves walking up to this kind of crossroads where it's like, I got to make a decision. What am I going to do? Right? And so for this series called Split, I believe God confronts us in many different ways. But for this series, I'm going to talk about four ways that our loving God confronts us. And here's the thing, I'm not... I'm not talking about it's like, oh, you're breaking the rules. God's like getting mad at you. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about in our pursuit of Jesus, we realize at some point that we're kind of way off. 
right? And God being the loving God, he, is, he says, hey, you're kind of off track here. And then we have to make a decision. Do we want to keep going in the way that we're going? Or do we change course and go the way that God wants us to? Amen? And so there's going to be four different weeks, four different topics of the, way, of the ways that God confronts us. But week number one right now, today, the title of today's sermon is God's Word Confronts Us. Everybody say that. God's Word Confronts Us. Okay? God's Word Confronts Us. Here's the thing. I tell you, I tell all of you to read the Bible. Right? I'm like, hey, read your word, read the Bible. Sometimes we post, like, Bible verses on Instagram. We try our best to get, get you reading your word. But here's the thing. The longer you read the Bible, eventually you'll get to a point where you disagree with it. You'll get to a point in the Bible where you read it and you're like, wait a second. That doesn't, that doesn't add up. I didn't think that was a sin. I didn't think that that's how Jesus was. I didn't think that's how he wanted me to live. We read through the Bible. We get to a point where we disagree with it, and that's okay. Anybody ever disagreed with your parents? Raise your hand if you ever disagreed with your parents. But most of the time, your parents are right. cool thing about God is every time he's right. We find ourselves confronted with the truth that's within the Bible, right? Hebrews 4.12, we'll throw it up on the screen. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God judges the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. That sounds a whole lot like a split. We get to the point where we feel torn. Oh, man. The word of God is making us make a decision. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, dividing joints and marrow. And it divides good from evil. And we have to make a decision, right? James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says, right? So when you read the Bible, don't just read it and listen to it. Oh, that sounds good. Like actually do it, Right? Luke eleven twenty eight says, he replied, he being Jesus, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So when we arrive at the split within ourselves, if we choose the truth of God's word, we are blessed. It's not that the truth of God's word is restrictive to us. It actually brings life to us. Right? We think that oftentimes, like, oh, God, like, I want to be, like, the idea of God is cool. The idea of Jesus is cool. I'd like to be a Christian, but it's too restrictive. I can't do what I want. Anybody ever felt like that? I can't have fun and be a Christian. But that's not what it's about. It's actually about giving us enough rules and guidelines so that we live a fulfilled life. I've used this example before, but uh, Chris, let's play a game. You ready? Okay, you go first. Go first. No, go first. 
See how fun the game is when there's no rules? We get mad that there's rules in the Bible, but without any rules, we're playing a game that nobody knows how to play. And eventually, we'll start making a game up for ourselves, thinking, oh, this is how I feel in the moment. This is what everybody's telling me to do, and I'm playing the game, and it's all cool, and we realize it's not fun anymore. Right? You start doing what your friends are telling you. You start going out and doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. You start looking at stuff you're not supposed to be looking at. You start doing things, right? You think, oh, this isn't harming anybody, right? I feel loved when I do this, blah, blah, blah. You start going down that road, and all of a sudden, it's not fun anymore. And you actually don't feel happy. And you don't feel fulfilled. Because nobody established rules for the game. But then you see people who are super religious. You ever met someone like that who's all telling you all the rules? Right? That's like playing a game where you like, you ever played one of those games where the rule book is like 50 pages long? And you're like, I just changed my mind. We're not playing this game anymore. I don't care that much, dude. Let's play Uno. Like, I don't care that much to play this game that I have to read a whole book to play it. It's the same way. If we put too much rules, it's not fun. If we don't put enough rules, we have no structure, and it's messy. So the Word of God is perfect in the way that it gives us just enough that we can live a fulfilled life. Let me give you an example. Check this out. I got, some, I got some stuff here, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, put together a baking mix right now. Is that cool? Hold on. I'm going to use this real quick. Let's check this out. It's going to get crazy up in here, okay? It's going to get crazy up in here. Can everybody hear me still? That was a dumb question. Of course you can. All right. Check this out. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. I got, I looked online, and I got a chocolate cake mix, all right, like a, like a, what do they call it? Recipe. <laughs> yeah, formula. Okay, cool. All right. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. We're going to do this together, okay? But I just grabbed a bunch of stuff I had at home just in case, or because I, I didn't have time to go buy stuff, okay? So I got to find the recipe. Okay, cool. All right, so it calls for one and three-fourths cups of all-purpose flour. Let's see what I got. All right, we're pretty close. I got coconut flour. Is that cool? All right, let's see. Ooh, fresh. Not even opened yet. Here we go. Coconut flour. Would that do the trick? Is that okay? Is that cool? Okay. One and three-fourths cup. Uh, I forgot my measuring stuff. So. Is that good? Or is it a little bit more? Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. You guys don't have to yell at me. Jeez. Okay. All right, so we got that one. Okay, and then it calls for uh, two cups of sugar and one tablespoon of salt. Uh, I forgot. I forgot the sugar, but it's okay. I have I have onion salt. Guys, it's fine. It says salt in the recipe. It's fine. It's gonna work. It says it says okay, two cups, two cups for sugar, and then it says one tablespoon for salt. So it's probably got to be like that. Is that good? Okay. 
And I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to bake this tonight. You're going to eat it. It's going to be sick, okay? So just a little bit of salt and a little bit of flour. Okay. And then, let's see, it says three-fourths cup of Hershey's cocoa. Okay. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's just cocoa. <laughs> I, I just remember. Okay. But I don't have, I don't have that, but we had some coffee, so I'm going to try that. It's like the same color, basically. So, how much, it said three, three-fourths cup. This is Dunkin' Donuts, too, so it's basically chocolate, I'm sure. Okay, so three-fourths cup. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's good. I got to save some for at home. Danielle drinks coffee every day. All right, good. Okay, and then it says one and a half tablespoons of baking powder Oh, I got baking powder. We're good. We're good. Hey, let's go. Got the right ingredient. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. It says 2 tablespoons. Okay. All right, we're good. That's enough. That's fine. I think it says baking soda, right? Yeah, yeah, one and a half tablespoons of baking soda. I don't know how to open this. Okay, and then it says... Two eggs and one cup of milk. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't got no eggs. Uh, two eggs, one cup of milk. Um, I got the eggnog, though. That's true. It's like the same thing. This hasn't been refrigerated, though, so. Wait, how much did it say? Two eggs, so that's that's probably one egg. That's probably two, and then one cup of milk. That's probably okay. All right. And then it says two tablespoons of vanilla extract, but all I had was light corn syrup. So we're gonna try that. Is it the same thing? It says syrup. It's like the same thing, right? It's it's thick like that. And then it says uh half a cup of vegetable oil. Um So I I got all I all I have is car oil. It's full synthetic. It's full synthetic. Hold on, let me mix this up first for you. Pour the oil. 
Who, who's going to eat this cake with me later? All oil is oil. It's fine. You've never cooked with engine oil before? I know I'm scared. <laughs> All right, no, we're good. All right, here's the point. Here's the point of all this. Listen, listen. The Bible gives us pretty clear instructions in our life. And sometimes we think we could take like 90% of the instructions and then change the 10% that we want. And so we make a perfectly good cake and then add engine oil at the end. Right? But it could have been. Or, listen, sometimes we only take the three scriptures. Hold on. Bring it back, everybody. Bring it back. Bring it back. I wasn't serious. There's no need to argue about the cake. Nobody's eating it. But here, here's the thing. Sometimes we take the two, three scriptures or the two, three rules that we like, that we can follow, and then we disregard the others. And so we end up with engine oil cake that actually looks pretty good, um, but would not taste good because I dumped half a thing of onion salt in there. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, everybody. Like I said, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. When we're confronted with God's word, right, when we're, when we're baking this cake and we're confronted with something that kind of doesn't make sense, baking soda, right? Anybody ever tasted baking soda? It's not good. So why would I put it in my cake? God, you don't know what you're doing. Why, let me put powdered sugar in instead of baking soda. But God's like, no, 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 the baking soda has a purpose. But you're like, no, it doesn't taste good. Why would I put that in my cake? And so in our attempts to make our life better because we think we know what's best, we take one of the key ingredients out, right? Or the baking powder or the little bit of salt that we need. Or we think like, hey, it's cool. Salt and sugar look the same. They look the same on the outside, but they taste a lot different. So here's the thing. When we're confronted with God's word and we are going to make our decision, Here's the thing. Everyone's going to make a decision. You're either going to make a decision to follow Jesus or you're going to make a decision to not. I don't get to make that decision for you. You have to make it for yourself. And it's an eternal decision. It's a decision that, like, is going to, it's going to last forever, right? You decide whether you get to be with Jesus in paradise or if you don't, right? And the ramifications of the don't are a lot worse than the ramifications of going to heaven. It actually sounds pretty dope to me. It sounds pretty cool. All the best things and more. For all of eternity. Right? So we got to make the decision. But here's the thing. If we're going to decide that the, the Bible is true and that Jesus is Lord, we can't substitute any ingredients. Or we start to look at our life and it looks like gravel. <laughs> and you wonder, man, why am I so 
confused? Why am I so anxious? Why am I so messed up? Why am I so like mad at God at times? Why do I not enjoy church anymore? Why do I, all these different things. And it's because we've been putting salt when there was supposed to be sugar. We've been putting even, uh, we've been putting powdered sugar when it was supposed to be baking soda because we thought we knew it was best. So when God confronts us with our word, it's okay. If we don't agree with the word, it's okay. When I was a little kid, if my mom was like, Brett, put baking soda in the, in the cake, I'd be like, you're crazy. That doesn't taste good. Brett, put salt in the cake. Mom, salt don't taste sweet like that. <laughs> Brett, put vegetable oil in the cake. Why would I put oil in the cake, Mom? Oil goes in cars. And we find ourselves doing this a lot in life. We, we read the Bible and, and you guys will be living your life at school and being on Instagram or whatever. And you see what everybody's telling you about the world and how to live and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, like I get like Brett says that's a sin. But I don't know if he really knows what he's talking about. And so I'm just going to do it because it's not hurting anybody and it makes me feel good. And what we're doing there is we're, 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 we're putting engine oil when it was supposed to be vegetable oil. What happens if you eat engine oil? <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't want to, the, the, the rules, the thing, the, the instructions, right, the, the recipe that God gives me for my life is not to hold me back. It's just so that I can make a cake and enjoy it. And so when I question God, I start changing the recipe. I start changing the different things. And You ever try to make your grandma's cookies and she gives you the recipe and you try and make it and you don't know where you went wrong, but it's just off? Anybody ever been there? You're like, it's just not the, it's not the same. It's just not right. There was one time me and, my, me and Danielle were making my grandma's uh, chocolate zucchini bread and it was super good. Yeah, it's good. And I put salt in it instead of sugar. And so it wasn't good anymore. But here's the thing. The reason I tell you guys that we got to believe that God's word is true and all of it's true is because I want you to live a life with, <laughs> with a, a cake that is actually good. I want you to live a life that's fulfilled. I want you to live the life that God wants you to live because God created you, and so he knows uh, what you should be doing better than you know. Does that make sense? And so when I'm preaching up here, when you're talking to me and having a conversation, Brett, is this a sin? Is this a sin or whatever? Or, Brett, how, can I do this? Or, or what, do you, what do you think about this? And if I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't know that that's the best thing for you. If I say that, don't get mad at me. The only reason I'm saying that is because I know that you're putting engine oil when it's supposed to be vegetable oil. And you're like, but it looks the same, and it, and it, and it has part of the same thing, right? It should be okay. Why is it not okay? Look, you're, you're probably not going to understand right now. I don't even understand sometimes, but I got, I'm going to follow the recipe. I'm going to follow what God's asked me to do because by the end of this life, I want, I want life to the fullest. I want how God wants it for me, okay? So here's the thing. Here's what I'll end with, and we're going to hang out and go to In-N-Out or whatever. <clears throat> here's the thing. Um, you're going to come to a point in your life, if you decide to read the Bible, you're going to come to a point when you don't like what it says. And you're going to have to make a decision. Whether you disregard it and say, like, oh, 
It's not relevant anymore. Or if you follow it because there's strength and obedience to God, right, and you do it because I don't know why it calls for baking soda, but I'm going to put it in there because God asked me to. And then you'll find yourself at the end with the finished product that he wants for you. Amen? So raise your hand if you want life to the fullest. Raise your hand if you want this whole thing to work out how it's supposed to work out. And here's the thing. A lot of you raising your hands have anxiety when you think about the future. You do. You're like, I, I don't know what high school is going to look like. I don't know what college is going to look like. I don't know what career I'm going to get into. I don't know what life looks like for me. I don't know if this person that I'm dating is the person I'm supposed to marry. I don't know if I'm supposed to be living this way. I don't know if I'm doing all right. It's like all these crazy thoughts in our head. But here's the thing. Just spend time with God. And just do what he says. And it'll all come together. Amen? Hey, love you. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we worship you. We come before you. We thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your word, that it's true, that all of it's true, not just part of it, not just the New Testament, not just the Old Testament, but the whole thing is true. And that it's good for us to disagree sometimes because if... We agreed with you all the time. We're probably just creating a God in our head that is just a reflection of who we are instead of who you are. And so, God, help us to submit to you, to be obedient to you, to submit and be obedient even when we disagree. Because we know that your plans are better than ours. Your ways are better than ours. And we want to follow you all the way through. So we give you praise. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.